Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Hello. Hello, hello. Testing one, two, three, four. Welcome to On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, your genial host, strikingly handsome. <laughs> So you're saying turning the mics on is like... Well, like 101, critical. Radio 101. Uh, come Nobody on, hears anything if you don't turn on the microphone. All right, all right. So I made a little mistake. Ah, uh, that's a pretty big one. <laughs> <laughs> we could sit here for 90 minutes talking to each other and people outside wondering, why is there nothing on the radio? I'm sure someone would bring it to our attention before 90 minutes is up. Well, probably they're wondering there's nothing on the radio when we are. <laughs> well, Kevin would probably just come in here and slam the pots up and say, okay, now start over. <laughs> All right, well, welcome on board, everybody. This is the ignominious opening of the On the Mark show, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can get lots and lots and lots of more information about them at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is 100% wide open. You can call us right now. All four lines are open, one 800 795 you are welcome throughout our program to do as four individuals have done, and that's uh, send us an email at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. That's the Text Connect system. Uh, you can sign up at wkok.com on the Connect With Us phase of our .com page, and uh, you would provide for us a cell phone or a pager number, and then we would send you no more than a dozen breaking news messages a month. But it is two-way communication. So you can download the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app and uh, double fast connects is text connect uh, with us that way. Whatever it takes, you can send us messages via text, and we would just love to hear from you. 70236 if you're already a text connect member and you want to uh, communicate uh, in that manner. Well, we have got underway in Washington, D.C., the most spectacular, unanimously agreed upon, huge vacuumous waste of time that could ever be <laughs> happening in the world, yet the Chief Justice says it's the best court in the world. If this is the best court in the world, we need a new world. <laughs> well, I mean, I watched uh, watched some of it yesterday. I assume you watched part of it. In the well. evening, on and off during the motion no, argument. I, I watched it during the day. I couldn't. By the evening, I, w- I had had a fi- my fill of it. <clears throat> I thought the Republican uh, attorneys, the Trump president's attorneys, just made mincemeat out of their arguments. Uh, you know, Schiff had some good points. I'm not going to argue that. I mean, he he said, why would you not want to have all the possible evidence you can get? But I would turn that back on him and say, well, why didn't you get all the possible evidence you can get when you the ball was in your court? Why are you asking the Senate to do it? Well, didn't the president decline to allow anyone to... Well, that's where you go to court. That's where you take, you know... The, the oh, you, they should have fought that out. Right. Well, it would never hold out. up in court. It's a sham to start out with. It's well, not then, an Well, then the courts would have said, uh, the courts would have said, Mr. President, you have to give them what they want, or the courts would have said, Mr. President, you don't have to give them what they want. 
in which case then we would know for sure. Um, the idea when, when Jerry Nadler, not Jerry, yeah, I think it was Jerry Nadler's up there saying that the courts are irrelevant in this, that they should have no say in it. That was, to me, that was insane. This is absolutely what the courts should be doing. When political people can't agree or when two sides can't agree on something, where else do you go but to a neutral arbitrator or somebody who can dispassionately take a look at the facts and arrive at a decision based on the law? Well, the Associated Press observers were watching yesterday. They were not impressed. Uh, oh, they you said, mean the almost pathetic. Uh, oh, I say, right. What, uh, well, yeah, you call it what you will. Uh, Jay Sokolow on the special counsel, Robert Mueller, said, quote, we have the invocation of the ghost of the Mueller report. I know something about that report. It came up empty on the issue of collusion with Russia. There was no obstruction, in fact, unquote. But the fact is, according to AP, uh, he's wrong to suggest that special counsel Robert Mueller's report cleared the Trump campaign of collusion with Russia, nor did the report exonerate Trump on the question of whether he obstructed justice. So, uh, I think just the fact that uh, the president's counselor, although you may have been expressed, they may have had uh, the uh, Democrats for lunch, they relied on uh, untrue facts in order to do so. Uh, the, the attorney also said, during the proceedings that took place before the Judiciary Committee, the president was denied the right to cross-examine witnesses. The president was denied the right to access evidence. The president was denied the right to have counsel present at hearings. But in fact, that, of course, that's false, as everyone knows. The House Judiciary Committee. I don't know that. Oh, okay. The House <laughs> Judiciary Committee, which produced the articles on impeachment, invited Trump and his legal team to come. All graciously declined to appear. They weren't denied the right; they just declined to do so. Uh, absent White House representation, the hearings proceeded as things in Congress routinely do. Time was split between Democratic and Republican lawmakers who were able to ask questions and engage uh, in debate. Uh, let's see. The president also argued. I remember in the Mueller report there were discussions about insurance policies, insurance policies that didn't work out so well. So so then we moved to other investigations. Uh, the fact is, uh, Succolo is attempting to give weight to a 2016 text message between two FBI employees that President Trump continually misrepresents. Trump depicts the two as referring to a plot or insurance policy to oust him from office if he won election. That uh, That's apparent from the text that it wasn't that. Agent Peter Stork and lawyer Lisa Page both now gone from the Bureau, said the text he sent her was about how aggressively the FBI should investigate Trump and his campaign when expectations at the time were that he would lose anyway. So, but in any event, so uh, I agree that the Republican lawyers are uh, standing on higher ground and uh, I think, well, successful in all of their arguments yesterday, but uh, they rely on sort of their own facts to do so, but they still win. I mean, the Republican, is, it, you know, the whole thing is just a I would say it's a colossal waste of time, but that makes it sound like there's some aspect of it that has value. Well, here's what you can't get away from. The Democrats started this whole process out over the Mueller report. They were going to prove that there this was collusion. doesn't have anything to do Jerry with Jerry Nadler, or not Jerry Nadler, but Adam Schiff had absolute incontrovertible proof that the president colluded. Oh, that Joe. was going to come out. That's what he said. tired of saying that? But that's what he said. But yet there's nothing in that report, the Mueller report, that's part of these proceedings. So then what happens? Oh, Joe. He makes a phone call as one of 
Trump's attorney said yesterday, you mean we're here over a phone call? It's not like he sold our uranium supplies to a former uh, a foreign power. Joe, it's not like he sent oh firearms to Mexico to gun dealers to kill people with. It's ladies not like he did serious crimes like that. Ladies and gentlemen, Tucker Carlson is on the air. Thank you so much for coming in today. Honestly, Joe, Joe, Joe. Mark, is it, Mark, Mark. This is exasperating. How can bring up something bring up something from yesterday? But you can't, Mark. This is such a ridiculous proceeding. I agree. I mean, if they had if they had stuck at <laughs> it, I'm not saying that. that Trump is innocent. If well, they had stuck out. if they had stuck at it, they might have found incontrovertible proof. But all along, I mean, they said, and I, I think the best point the Republicans made yesterday was they said that the, the Nadler and um, Schiff had said our case is overwhelming. It is incontrovertible. <laughs> but we need more evidence. We need to hear from more witnesses. Really? If your case is so strong, why do you need to hear more witnesses? Present your case, and we'll certainly be impressed enough to vote in your your way, right? But if you have a good, strong case. The fact of the matter is the case is purely circumstantial. It isn't incontrovertible. It is arguable. You could use your imagination and come up with the articles that, well, not the articles of impeachment, but the, uh, uh, the quid pro quo that was proposed in the phone call last summer. But uh, incontrovertible, no. So I think there's a little puffery going on on both sides. And same with the Chief Justice saying this is the most austere, deliberative body in the world. Well, he didn't like the word pettifogging, but that's exactly what the Democrats are doing here. Oh, I missed that one. No, yeah, he didn't like that. That, that word all also surfaced in the uh, Andrew Johnson's trial, oh, pettifogging. Which means what? I'm uh, sorry. An over, an over amount of attention to minutiae. Oh, I got to you. The things that just don't oh, okay. make much well, sense. It, it makes sense. It's two good words smushed together. Right. Petty okay. and foggy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we would. I'd love to hear the audience reaction to this. Uh, I cannot imagine anybody thinks that this is a, a valuable exercise of uh, taxpayer dollars. But uh, it's open phones. So please call in now. one 800 Seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the open line. All four lines are open, so please call us now. No waiting, no excuses. You got an opportunity to vent and voice and talk about your observations and opinions. Ninety percent of the world saw nothing of this yesterday, and and quite wisely realizes that they haven't missed anything. So Joe and I forced ourselves to watch it. I understand some of the senators were napping. <laughs> I heard about this. Yeah, I, I guess they're. Chair they don't won't show it because the NPR pictures won't. Uh, they're not allowed. They're not right. allowed to focus on anything but the podium. Well, I guess some of the Apple watches take pictures though. Oh, do they? they? Yeah, they can take little pictures. They're so. not allowed to have anything technologically. No, they're in not. There. But they wear their Apple watches anyway. Oh. And with that, you can take a picture. I, love I the guess idea. some Apple watches anyway. <laughs> it's one of the late night comedy comedy folks had a good <laughs> a good line. He said, "100 old people sitting around with milk and water." He said, "It's like the dinner rush at Denny's." <laughs> <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. Your opinion, please. We would just love to hear from you. Uh, is the, what's the, is this what's this about? Oh, that's, that's a different topic. Okay, but it's right about the president. Oh, okay. Well, we can look that uh, from one of our good friends, E. B. So we'll read that in the air. We got one call coming in. Uh, any impeachment? Here we got one uh, email that says or two. One that says impeachment. So we'll take that email too. You're listening to on the mark. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at the when it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 
years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show, 846 in the morning, on the mark. Uh, we have three open lines, 1-800-795-9565, unlimited open eBay's. Uh, oh, get it, email base, eBay's. Uh, <laughs> uh, email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. I slay me, I'll tell you. Oh, you're just a riot today. Than, <laughs> uh, please tell me I'm mistaken. Oh, no, no, no. I just called in to sell my Subaru. On eBay. Am, am <laughs> I in the right, right place? Hey, yeah, good morning, yeah, guys. Yes. Good morning. I, 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 I think you're taking this impeachment thing a little lightly. Uh, it's, you know, making fun of the people that are there, and I could certainly do the same on the other side, isn't helping anything. And, Joe, you don't have many original names for them. Uh, you kind of copy Trump all the time, but that's no oddity. I think you should listen carefully to what they say and assess what they're talking about. 52% perhaps at the latest poll, uh, and, and these are many polls, not just one, have said that perhaps Trump should be removed. 52% of the country, that's not something to be made fun of in my estimation, Joe. So if 52% said he should be retained, you'd be calling in saying they should end this process immediately? No, I am in favor of a fair trial, which obviously ain't going to happen, but I'm in favor of that. When you have all the bricks stacked against you, it's very difficult to have a fair trial. And the fact that the Republicans are still stonewalling, just like... Trump did through all the investigations and said, no, I'm totally innocent. I'm not going to tell you why, because I'd rather go in a corner and cry and be a little sissy. That's not the way to do it. You come in and you prove your innocence, not sit around and... No, 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 Than, you've got it wrong. You don't have to prove your innocence. They have to prove your guilt. This is America, not Russia. Uh, this is an impeachment, not a jury trial in the class of a criminal trial, Joe. And you, the historian, know that, and you refuse to accept it. Well, Than, you're absolutely refusing to accept the fact that he is under no obligation to prove himself innocent. That, no matter uh, no, what kind of trial it is. Wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't it be your job to save your valuable reputation well his reputation isn't that strong anyhow with people like you you don't care well, you don't like the guy i'm not saying well, you hate him but you don't like him well it's well i'm glad you didn't say hate i'm so sick of christians telling me that i hate somebody that i'm starting to hate it uh because ah, there you do hate I somebody do that <laughs> i wasn't raised to hate people i was raised to say wow 
He proved to be an ogre in New York throughout his tenure as a real estate guy. He probably is going to continue to be an ogre as president. I'd rather have somebody with a good reputation who would not make us a laughing stop in the world, and okay. if you don't know that, you're not even watching. Well, let television. me ask you. Let me ask you a question. I'm serious about this. Did Bill Clinton make us a laughing stock in the world? Oh, he sure did. Okay, and he should sure he did, should he have been I convicted? Should he have been convicted? Impeachment. It was the impeachment of Bill Clinton that made it the laughing stock, because though we know that Bill Clinton did something that was impeachable, that is lying to somebody or other, uh, lying he, under oath. He was. He was up on a charge where many people in the world say, really? Our leader does the same thing, but he knows how to lead, and so does Bill Clinton. And here's my point. Politicians use leverage all the time to get what they want. And that's not necessarily an impeachable offense. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. That is what should be, uh, that's what should be found out in this trial. Not by stonewalling. Not by making up things, not like one of the lawyers yesterday used so many lies in his opening statement, I couldn't believe it. What's his name? I, I just don't have his name Cip- right now. Cipollone or uh, something. What? Cipollone, I think it is, C-I-P. Yeah, yeah that's the guy. Uh, he said some stuff like, uh, he said, not even White House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff's Republican colleagues are allowed to the SCIF during the House impeachment investigation. Nearly half the people in there were Republican. Half the people that walked into the private meeting in the basement uh, were uh, were part of the committee, and they were saying they weren't. And that's just, to me, not acceptable. But the, the argument, and if you listen to Adam Schiff and to Jerry Nadler during the Clinton impeachment, they are saying executive privilege is, oh, it's been proven and used time and time again over the years. It's perfectly acceptable. Now they no, say it's really? not. Now the they say it's not. are using arguments. Boy, that does sound like a trial, doesn't it? Well, it is a trial, but it's not. It's not a, as you point out. It's not a standard trial. But the the burden of proof still rests on the prosecution, not the defendant. And by the way, the Mueller report, you obviously didn't read it. Uh, you say you did, you obviously didn't. It had about 10 articles that were fairly impeachable in its context. I haven't read it for a long time. Where are they? But you don't even know what's in it, and the Republican uh, lawyers are saying there's nothing in it. I know I that. Read it. I know, Than. I, I know there's, if there's anything in it, why isn't it part of the impeachment effort? It, uh, it may be it's not. before they're finished. It's not. I don't know. They, you're then finishing it's not. a trial before it starts, Joe. It's not. They can't bring anything new in. They have their record. They made a bad record, and now they're expecting the Senate to bail them out, and the Senate's under no obligation to do it. Oh, my goodness, Joe. You, you, you know you go to the movies too much. Your mind is too much in fantasy land. Well, I, I, can't, I just can't believe it. You're a historian who... 
studied this sort of thing. Yes, and it, let me tell you that the Democrats raised money, large sums of money, to pay the Republicans to vote in favor of acquitting Andrew Johnson. Boy, that's a real serious thing, and the Republicans took the money. This isn't some grand fate of the Republic type event. This is a political exercise. That's all it is. And actually, it's, actually, it's much more than that. No, it's not. We have a president. We have a president who is running our country into the ground, making ourselves laughing stocks. <laughs> he is no negotiator. If you read the New Mexico, Canada, America contract, you'll find that it's weaker for us than the original uh, uh, contract. Gee, it passed uh, with overwhelming China, Democratic China support. One in that in their contract. Passed with overwhelming Democratic support, then. Thank you so much, then. <laughs> overwhelming. Well, they had complete Republican report because, you know, think about it, you just vote the party and act with the country. I think that's got to change. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for checking in. Take care. Good talking with you. Yeah, appreciate it, Dan Mitchell. Of course, occasional co-host here. We've got another call coming in. But in the me, oh no, the email just talks about the president, but not impeachment. Uh, what does this individual say about impeachment? Says an impeachment trial is not a civil or criminal trial. To make it understandable, it's human resources deliberating on whether or not you get fired from your job. Okay. But it's still, the burden of proof is on the prosecution, not on the defendant. Sort of run like a trial, though, right? Right. It is sort of run like a trial. It sort of is a trial. And one of our texters says, well, we have Greg on the line. Maybe we ought to go to the oh. phone first. Greg, you're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Just calling to follow up on fans' remarks. And, Joe, I agree with you 100%. In this country, the president and no one else has an obligation to prove their innocence. The burden of proof falls on the prosecution to prove that they did something as a crime or something illegal. And regardless of what Than takes and wants to say about it and the president's reputation, he has no obligation to prove anything. He is innocent until the prosecution proves otherwise. And this is the highest that it'll go. And if the Senate acquits him or throws it out because of lack of evidence, then so be it. The House had their option to take and get all this information together and provide what they were going to provide to the, the Senate. And they one-sided it, not allowing the Republicans to call witnesses or anything else. Why should they expect to have double standard put in effect for them that allows them to do it. The oh, Republicans had some They're witnesses. Democrats. The Republicans had they some won. witnesses. And the president okay. refused to appear or to allow his staff to appear. I don't know if they actually invited the and president. And they had the option to take it to court and get it ordered, and they failed to do that. Why so, Why would you do that? What, what, what would be the because accomplishment? Because he has no obligation to take and prove anything. Again, you know, forget he is totally innocent until they prove him guilty. Right. All right, I, I, I understand what you're saying. The House was hearings. The House's was were hearings. They did not have the authority to force it unless it went through the court. And basically, they were trying him right there. And that's not the case. They put their articles of impeachment through that they felt were good enough. And if they're not found to be good enough in the Senate, oh well, the trial's held and he's found innocent as he is until they prove otherwise. But 
the double standard is, you know, you set up what you do in the House, don't expect it to be reversed in the Senate in your favor when you basically squashed the Republicans. Sure, maybe the House is like so, a preliminary hearing where the trial is based on things that have uh, come out or come out during discovery. I, the only thing I correct in your remark, I think you're 100% right across the board, except when you say Republicans had no opportunity to call witnesses, and that's not true. Well, and the president had an opportunity to, to call witnesses and declined to allow the them to appear. So that's a big difference than they were given no opportunity to appear. If they declined to do so they and they do, want the courts to argue it out, that's the their hearings. prerogative. But Gentlemen, they, one at a time, please. The audience can't hear you both. They, oh, I'm they, sorry. I can't hear what's being said over it. I'm, okay, I, well, just I listen. Mark to a point, but <laughs> the, the opportunities that the Republicans were given every time they tried to do something, the chairmen of the committees 90% of the time squashed it. So why should they expect anything different in the Senate? Right, yeah, so if you go back and read the transcripts, you'll find that exactly <laughs> what happened. No, I lived it. I don't have to go back and read it, but I understand. Yep. I'm just saying that the Republicans had multiple opportunities to have people appear. Maybe they were quashed and they weren't able to do so, but they did get some witnesses in and numerous witnesses they asked to Who appear did they get in? I, to I, do I'm so. not aware of any Republican witnesses called oh, during that. Let's see. Who? At the very beginning, one of the Republican egghead lawyers that testified was a Republican invitee. Um, this was at the very oh, first oh, day. Oh, those were those openings. were constitutional law experts. Those right, weren't witnesses. Right. right, but it was a Republican Those weren't invitee. fact witnesses. They weren't fact witnesses. Yes, but the Democrats got three and the Republicans got one. Right. Well, I didn't say it was fair. <laughs> I just said they had an open mic shortly. That's all. But anyway, okay. Uh, Greg, thank well, you so much. Yep, if, my if, concluding my remark, though, Mark, is the Democrats, you can't have your cake and eat it too, fellas. Politics works one way, and it's one way only. And what's fair is fair in both directions. So have a good day. You're absolutely right. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate your call. And what a a shamful proceeding we do decree. Shamful or shameful? Shamful decree. Full of sham. A shamful proceeding you do decree when you do it poorly in the House and then complain in the Senate that it's unfair. Well, you know, I agree with Greg in one that of the instructions, it's, it's really silly. One of the instructions a judge will give in a trial, a uh, criminal trial, is that you are not to interpret anything from the defendant not taking the stand. It is his absolute, he has no obligation to take the stand. He has no obligation to prove anything about himself. And why should the president? Why should he lower himself to that? I don't think, as I recall... Should give it credibility? Andrew Johnson didn't testify. Sure. I don't know whether Bill Clinton did or not. I don't remember. I think he did. Didn't that's not what got him into trouble? No, I he didn't he testify. testify in the, well, he, he, he didn't was testify deposed in, the, in secret. Yeah, but he didn't testify at the impeachment trial, as far as I can recall. My lovely bride reminded me it was the Paula Jones lawsuit. That's right, Paula <laughs> Jones. People who are good at names amaze me. One of the bimbo eruptions. <laughs> Joe, come on now. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Strangely enough, as though we haven't done it for the past four years, we're talking about the man who is the commander in chief, President Donald John Trump. We'll continue this conversation during the 9 a.m. hour. 9 a.m. hour. This is WKOK Sunbury. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Lawmakers in Washington may be sleeping off a grueling day one of the president's impeachment trial. 
They'll be back at it in a few hours. President Trump likes what he sees so far. At a hastily arranged news conference in Switzerland, the president said he's caught glimpses of the Senate trial. I will tell you, there's nothing here. He called the Democrats' case a hoax, and he insulted one of the House impeachment managers who accused the president's lawyers of lying. Gerald Nadler, I've known him a long time. He's a sleazebag. Everybody knows that. As for the question of witnesses? I'll leave that to the Senate. But he indicated he tried to block the testimony of his current and former top advisors. For national security reasons, executive privilege, they say. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. Harvey Weinstein's sex assault trial is scheduled to get underway in a half an hour in New York. CBS's Matt Piper is covering. It's one of the most prominent cases of the Me Too era, and it will be up to seven men and five women to decide the fate of Harvey Weinstein. On the eve of opening statements, his attorneys in court said they have dozens and dozens of, quote, loving emails to Mr. Weinstein from his accusers that they say they want to use to discredit witnesses. Someone in Washington state is the first in the U.S. diagnosed with the coronavirus. Correspondent Carter Evans is at Providence Regional Medical Center in Everett. Uh, they say they're keeping him in isolation out of an abundance of caution. They really don't believe he can communicate the disease right now, but anyone that he did come in contact with over the last few days, they're trying to get in touch right now to monitor them for potential symptoms as well. The coronavirus originated at a fish market in Wuhan, China. The death toll is up to nine. A sad so long to a beloved member of a British comedy troupe. I'd like to restate our position on agricultural subsidies. Monty Python's Terry Jones excelled at playing stuffy bureaucrats or crotchety women. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now go away. I'm his mother, that's who. The multi-talented Jones also became a respected medieval historian, particularly cruel then that a progressive form of dementia robbed him of speech in his final years. Jones was 76. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Meet a very smart three-year-old from the UK. I'm Harry. I'm three years old. I will tell the story of a very hungry caterpillar. Mohammed Harris Nadzim has become the youngest member of Mensa, the world's largest international high IQ society. He reportedly scored a 142 on the Stanford Binet test, puts him in the 99.7th percentile. The average score for adults is 100. Deborah, uh, this is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss.
The captain was robbed of a unanimous vote on the road to Cooperstown, but the baseball greats not complaining. There was never any doubt that former Yankee shortstop Derek Jeter would be elected to the Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. The only question was, would the vote be unanimous, as it was for his teammate Mariano Rivera last year? One voter did not vote for Jeter. No matter. Jeter spoke to MLB Network. When you start off your career... You're never thinking about the Hall of Fame. I mean, this is the highest honor that can be given to any individual that plays this game. And, and um, you know, I was speechless. Also elected this year, Larry Walker in his 10th and final year of eligibility. Bud Michigan, CBS News. In a new memoir, clothing mogul and former reality star Jessica Simpson says she was sexually abused as a young girl by the daughter of a family friend and turned to alcohol and pills to ease the pain. Simpson tells people she got sober two years ago. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Question, is it really a diet if you eat and lose weight? Jenny Craig's all-new Jenny 30 plan lets you eat the foods you love and lose 5 to 10 pounds in 30 days. Over 100 food and meal choices are paired to your DNA for the most personalized weight loss with coaching from Jenny Craig Consultants. Locations now available at select Walgreens. Dial pound 250 on your smartphone and say the keyword Jenny Craig to save $30 a week on Jenny 30. Weight loss has never been this simple. Dial pound 250 and say Jenny Craig. Some job recruitment sites overload your inbox with resumes. Glassdoor knows not just any will do. From 62 million job seekers, Glassdoor only matches you with qualified candidates who have the skills and experience your small business needs to grow. In fact, Glassdoor hires are 30% more likely to stay with your company longer. And Glassdoor can help you find that perfect candidate in half the resumes. Go to glassdoor.com slash hire. Glassdoor. Find the right fit for your business. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Joe just admitted what? Well, you told me I was irritating, good at irritating people. Uh huh. And you said? And I said, you're the past master. Oh, that is not <laughs> what you said. You said, I admit that it is my life's calling. It's to my life's work, people. right. All right. So Ask my wife. She'll tell you I've been irritating her for 54 years. <laughs> All right. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now wide open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You're welcome at any point to email us at onthemarketwkok.com as uh, one individual has done with the word impeachment in it. We also have uh, some text uh, connect uh, messages to look at, so we will look at those as the show progresses. So, welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. Uh, Mr. Rub Centers, our fabulous producer. On the mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Many people packed the Sunbury City Council chambers last night to talk about the upcoming closing of UPMC Susquehanna Sunbury. Parts of the hospital close next week. The rest next month. There were representatives from the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way, Lackawanna College, America's Ambulance, City Council, the Mayor, and numerous other entities. The impact of the closure was uh, 
talked about by Jordy Comas. Of course, you know him as a Democratic activist and vice president of Lewisburg Borough Council. Talked about UPMC making a bad business decision that negatively impacts our entire region. They have $4 billion in cash reserves. Okay? So when they're closing this facility, it's a business decision. And I think it's completely within the rights of everybody in this room to say, you know, you may be making this decision, but if you want to live by your values of listening to people and dignity and respect, put some money on the table. Help people in this community figure out what to do with that facility. And if we don't stick together, it's the River Towns, Lewisburg, Seelands Grove, Sunbury, and the areas around them, they're going to come in and step all over. Uh, State Senator John Gordon. Along with wood mode, this is uh, the most serious event that has affected our area in quite some time. And uh, much like uh, we put a lot of time and effort and resources into figuring out how to deal with wood mode, uh, I can tell you Representative Culver and I, uh, Congressman Keller, uh, have had literally two dozen meetings, uh, most of them behind the scenes, uh, and especially with the emergency room uh, closing. Uh, that is incredibly serious. Uh, also in attendance last night, America's Ambulance folks who discussed transporting patients longer distances to Lewisburg and uh, Danville. Uh, Lackawanna College there to talk about career opportunities. The meeting was summoned by uh, council members and the mayor. Shemokin Area School District has a good friend somewhere. The district's the recipient of a quarter million dollar grant to help fund new turf for its varsity football field. The news item reporting today, the district received the anonymous uh, $250,000 gift recently. News item says the male alumnus donated the funds for the Kent Memorial Stadium turf. Superintendent Chris Venna tells the paper the donation came at Tuesday's school board meeting. The board unanimously decided to accept it and then approved a contract to install replacement turf at a cost of about $442,000. A Pennsylvania judge Tuesday lifted a month-old halt to police seizures of a prominent brand of cash-paying video games while the courts decide whether they're games of skill or games of a chance. A way sport-based Quang Op machine distributor that assembles the Pennsylvania skill machines uh, one of the seizures of the machines to stop. Governor Tom Wolf's against him. He says the proliferating machines have cost the state $200 million in lottery revenue so far. The machines maker contends they are legal because they test a player's skill. Now, we talked about these uh, games of skill in the past. And finally, it wasn't just TV viewers who had trouble maintaining their attention span for President Trump's impeachment trial. So did one of the major TV networks. CBS uh, picked up this, the live broadcast in the morning, but they were the first to break away early afternoon, giving viewers a chance to watch their regular afternoon programming. People noticed. New York Times reporter Jim Rottenberg name-checked the late CBS News anchor Walter Cronkite when he tweeted, Uncle Walter is crying. Uh, one viewer asked why CBS had the impeachment case on all of its platforms uh, when there were people who wanted to see their mix of game shows, talk shows, and daytime dramas instead. By evening, all the major networks had dropped that. Uh, it was on CNN, Fox, and MSNBC. C-SPAN. Okay. Oh, C-SPAN, of course. Mm -hmm. Probably on NPR, too. I, well, I sure. heard it on NPR radio last night. I don't know that it was on the um, TV.
All right. Uh, we are enjoying open phones, talking about our good uh, president, and uh, he is uh, right in the middle of an impeachment uh, trial now. The rules were laid down, but they did finish as of 2 o'clock this morning, laying down the rules. Uh, so what's your reaction to this? We have the president's attorneys not really relying on factual information for their arguments, most of which they ended up winning anyway because uh, they have the majority. Uh, I have called this, and I think it is, the, the most colossal waste of time in human history. So we're good to go. Uh, what do you want to do, Joe? Okay, we've got uh, Ken on the line. Ken, you're on the mark. Good morning. Um, just wanted to address your other caller, Than, I believe. Two things that I, I find quite comical is, number one, Trump is running the country into the ground. And number two, we're a laughing stock. Now, regardless of who the president is, I, I don't see where our country has been run into the ground. I deal with people on a regular basis, and I, I do finances. Um, people's tax returns are higher. Their earnings are higher. And most employers that I deal with can't find enough people. So running it into the ground is actually quite comical. And then a laughing stock. What does it really matter if someone in France doesn't like our particular form of government? And, and how is that important to anyone that lives in the United States? Well, first of all, the labor participation rate is plummeting. <laughs> That's a joke because it's down like fractionally again. Uh, and I hear it's because young people not getting into the workforce, not because of old people retiring too soon like Joe. It's because of people who are young not getting into the workforce. But in any event, um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. There is a segment of the population that, you know, inequality is greater in the U.S. these days. So people who get their taxes done are g enjoying more funds. Uh, the upper middle class is doing better. And as you heard, Heard, uh, Fred Keller pointed it out. What was it the lower middle class or lower class has higher well, wages well, now they're too? They're gaining high, faster than so. the upper upper echelon, if you will. All right. So I don't think. Well, that, well, well, let's. No, I don't mean to cut you off, but you're incorrect that oh, okay. you're saying that it's only the upper middle class that are doing better tax wise. I just did a return for a 71 year old woman that um, happens to be related to me. It's not my profession, but I did it. And it's the highest return she's ever gotten. And her income is comprised of Social Security and a pension. But it allows for more deductions and some other things. Her, in, her, her deductions are better. And remember that those particular structures of, of people at that level aren't really paying taxes to begin with. They're just getting more back now. So you, you can't say that they're being penalized or any of those things. Mathematically, it's incorrect. I'm not having an argument about what you're saying, and I, I hardly think that one 71-year-old is empirical proof that uh, older folks are doing better. But, I, again, I'm not having an argument. I'm just saying that uh, there's no argument that the economy is on the upswing. I just said wages for the lower middle class or the, uh, the lower third of earners are also up. I forget the percentage. not quite 3% annually, but it's something in that you know general range. So the economy is doing better. But when people say the, the president is making the country a laughing stock. It doesn't have anything to do with the economy. It has everything to do with his behavior and his bullying and his, his you know, racism or womanizing or um, the tweeting or... Uh, <laughs> 
gosh, I can't think. You got Isn't that, that shovel going. You're he's, digging quite a hole here, He's such a buffoon. Pal. I can't even think of this stuff. The, the <laughs> bullying, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, um, the Islamophobia, these kind of things, and just the remarks that he says. But, you know, that's you are 100% right. It makes absolute positively no difference at all whatsoever in the world if France or anybody in France holds us in disdain. But that's why well, people and, and say that. Quite frankly, I <clears throat> I am a conservative, and I I also have an economic degree, economics, and um, you can go round and round. One of the things that uh, Democrats and Republicans should be doing, regardless of any model you want to look, is they the minimum wage should increase here. It 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 should absolutely one hundred percent increase, and there's no reason it can't. And instead of worrying about a tweet or some of those other things, why don't we do something that's constructive and increase the minimum wage? Oh, I would. I am worried about tweets, and I would raise the minimum wage. It's, yeah, it's I mean, not it, within it, your and I power. something that we, we have to pay attention to. Yeah, well... There's arguments on both sides of that aisle. Some people think it would take away jobs. Some people think it would boost jobs. So, But my problem well, is no, in, I, I, the inflationary I, 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 pressure. You're correct. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say the inflationary pressure it creates is probably more of an issue to me than anything else. If I suddenly give you $15 an hour and you've been making 7 and a guy over here has been making 15 wow. what's he want? He wants Who's 25 to $15 an hour? Come on. That's what they want to do. It's what that's the cornerstone of Bernie well, Sanders. I, and, I uh, want a lot of things. But that's not what we're going to get. No, yeah, it's, they are going to 15 and a quarter. They, Most of the states will, and Pennsylvania will eventually also. But the inflationary yeah. argument, albeit, again, uh, admittedly a conservative, I think is um, a little bit crazy because you actually control the price. The, you're controlling the wage. So if the guy that gets 15 and now he thinks he deserves more, well, maybe he does, but it's through work performance. Did anybody ever hear of those things lately? Work performance. But the same thing is true. But but honestly, Ken, the same is true of people who are working for minimum wage now. Why are they working for minimum wage? Is it because they can't find a better job? Well, there are better jobs out there. If you look, I mean, there are more. I heard a story on Gordon Deal's program the other morning, and how many people that are looking, how many jobs there are that are looking for people to fill them. Now, admittedly, they're not all for manual laborers or people without much training. Some of them require you know, a better a better uh, level of background, a better skill set. Skill set. Yes, thank you for helping me out, Mark. That's I the appreciate it. word. A better skill set. So, I mean, it's incumbent upon people who want to improve themselves to do the things necessary to move up. It's not on our our my responsibility to drag everybody up. You know, nobody drug oh, no, me up. I, I, I agree with you, but in the end, if you were making that decision, that's your decision to make. So what I was trying to say is it won't unduly put inflationary measures on you because someone is essentially making that decision um, whether or not the, the work was done properly, earned proper skill, background, all of those things. Right. Um, that that was my point, which I probably didn't communicate really well. well I get it. I, no, you, no, you did. You did. And and I can't entirely disagree with your point. But I just worry about the inflation. I worry about it taking away jobs. I mean, there are many young people who depend on that low-wage low job to get started working. What about this uh, uh, compromise that's pending in Harrisburg where the governor won't 
lift a cap on overtime wages if the Republicans allow the minimum wage to go up a few there, dollars. There might be something in that. That might be a good trade-off. Yeah, business people want it. Could be a win-win. Well, and, and who in the world is earning the minimum wage now? There can't be more than a couple hundred people around. When here. was the last time you saw a job advertised at minimum wage around 725. here? Seven twenty-five. Yeah, you, zero. You never. Don't. It wouldn't happen. All right. Thank you so much, Ken. Hey, thanks, Super Ken. Call. call again. We're really appreciate it. All right. Quickie break. Got uh, an opportunity for uh, to read some emails when we come back, and uh, but we got all four lines open again on the topic of impeachment and the president, and as it relates to the president, we just talked about the economy raising minimum wage, which would be an excellent idea. $15 seems a little high, but uh, hey, if that's what states want to do. There's there's a wide range of negative consequences from raising the minimum wage that hurts the lower class, according to experts, that we can talk about that again or another day. 1-800-795-9565 is the open phones. Dial it right now. If you have words about impeachment or the president or the boom in economy, or you wish to do as many listeners do, tell me that I'm perfect mistaken. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. Yes, uh, one of our emailers says, Sorry, callers, just because the economy is rolling along and doing fine, thanks to President Obama stepping in and getting us back on track, <laughs> despite this good economy, I prefer a president who is not corrupt, a habitual liar, a bully, and a total embarrassment. Well, then you ought to be glad that President Obama is no longer in office. <laughs> Only kidding. I really <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> president Obama was none of those things. Well, well yeah, habitual he, liar, maybe, but he wasn't oh, he corrupt. Was not. Now, don't be ridiculous. He did lie. About what? I don't even remember. When Fast and Furious first came out, he denied any involvement oh, in it. Well, that would be a mistake. Okay. All right, there's one. President Obama was a decent guy. I'm only right. kidding. Right. He was a president with whom you could disagree and uh, still have respect for. Uh, a lot of people have lost respect for President Trump by now. It's, it's hard it's hard to respect someone that I think in some regard doesn't respect himself. And I don't think he respects the office he holds. I think he would, if he did, if President Trump honestly respected the office of president, I think he would behave somewhat differently. He treats it I'm, just like the top job. I've got to stand up when get. I say Ronald Reagan's name, as you I know. But he never went into the Oval Office without a jacket and a tie. He had reverence for the office. He always was aware of where he was and how lucky he was to be there and what obligations came with the office he held. I don't think President Trump enjoys that same frame of mind. No, I think he just thinks being president happens to be the top job that you can get in Pennsylvania and in the er, world. In the world. In, in the and so States. he ran for it and um, did, you know, everything he did do, you know, legally and everything to get in that position. But uh, he doesn't really understand it sort of the way well, you and I do. But on the other hand, guess what the new standard is for president? You know, right. the president is... Uh, we, Should he be impeached? Absolutely not. Not on this stuff. <laughs> when we were talking about uh, presidential, you know, I would point out, okay, well, he's, you know, when he called somebody a, a, an A word, that's a right. seven-letter word, um, I say that's not presidential. But then you would argue, well, the presidential is what the president makes it. Well, I mean, let's face it. We are given a choice of two primary candidates. Yes, I know there are other people who run for president in smaller parties. In fact, you and I probably voted yeah, for one Jeb the last Bush time around. Out. <laughs> but seriously, th- there are options. And when the time comes to vote, we're going to have to go into the voting booth and say, all right, here on one side is Donald John Trump, Republican candidate, and over here is Democrat Bernie Sanders, uh, Amy Klobuchar, whoever it is. And we're going to have to weigh what we believe are the qualities 
qualifications, the positions of those people, and then vote. Sometimes we have to grab a hold of our nose and pinch it tightly shut and cast <laughs> that vote. Other times we are joyously mark the name down of the person we want because we believe they're an outstanding person. I felt that way about Gerald Ford when he when mm. uh, I thought he was an outstanding human being and a, and and had the potential to be a great president, but it got cut short because other people couldn't get past the fact he pardoned Nixon. And maybe he shouldn't have. You know, and there are other times I voted for people that I thought would be great presidents who turned out to be great, and tom- sometimes they turned out not to be so Did great. Did you ever vote for Jimmy Carter? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 1 800 795. But I love the interest rate I got on my money market when he was president. Okay, yeah. Um, 19%. <laughs> yeah, super. 1 800 795 That was before, I guess, inflation got out of control the next year. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, fellas, wife. You know, Stan was a good call, but he brought out something that we knew all the time. The Democratic Party, the establishment, and the never-Trumpers, they have Trump guilty. He has to prove he's innocent. They had him guilty long before he even got elected. They didn't want him in office, and now they're doing everything to get him out of office. If he wouldn't, if he wouldn't be popular among the Trump voters, and they know he, he stands a great chance of winning the election, they would abolish this impeachment because they know he did absolutely, absolutely nothing impeachable. The only reason this impeachment's going on, this is part of the insurance policy that Strzok was talking about, the FBI member. To, this is part of the insurance in order, part of the soft coup to get President Trump out of office. I can remember when the when the hippies were fighting the establishment. <laughs> they were against the establishment. Now all these old-time liberals became part of the establishment. They, li- they love the swamp in Washington that's trying to undo a duly elected president of the United States that truly... He's bringing America back. The free enterprise system's on its way back. And countries are respecting us. Yeah, they might laugh in derision a little, but they know America's back. And due to President Trump, and I don't care if they hate my call or not, (laughs) as some people do. No. The truth is the truth is the truth, and you can't deny it that the economy's better. By the way, Mark, my income's better. You said about, yeah, maybe one 71-year-old. I'm a 75-year-old, and my income's better. You're holding up good. Yep, and under Trump. Well, not only is your income better, but your well, I don't know about you, but uh, for most people, their incomes are up a little bit, and their tax rates are, uh, tax rates are down a little bit. Yeah, so. and I'm in that category. And so I'm very happy with Trump. Yeah, you might not like the way he talks, but 
I tell you <laughs> what, the way they talk about him, he's only fighting back. Well, I know he's Ronald, <laughs> you have to stand up, Joe. He started the low bar. I know President bar. Reagan <laughs> took it, but they didn't respect him either anymore. Except after he died, well, I disagree with you entirely on that. Good. I disagree with you completely on that. President Reagan was highly respected while he was in Not office. During his office, yes, he was. He left. He left office with a higher approval rating than when he came in. That's almost yeah. unheard of. The All right, thank you so much, put, Dan. The press called him the cowboy with a six shooter. Okay. Okay. You, they they picked they. The reason they left him alone more than Trump, because Trump is like Reagan, only on steroids. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, yeah, Dan. You guys appreciate have the call. a great day. Maybe he, ought to talking qu- with maybe he ought to quit taking those drugs. That might be a better president. <laughs> <laughs> ah, let's see. Dale, you're on the mark. Thank you so much. Yeah, I listened to Trump over at that meeting over there in Switzerland. <laughs> Basically, you know, the United States is going through a transition. United States economy is going through a transition. We're we're becoming the global economy, and all of our chips are going over in Russia. I mean, it's probably better to go to Russia than China because I think you know Mexico understands that, and Canada understands. I mean, Trump's probably the man for the job. I mean, I say I say a lot of bad things about the guy because of the way he acts, but I mean, he is probably the man for the job because if we don't take a hold of this global economy. China is, you know, they're, they're pushing hard. So I just want to say, you know, Europe has nowhere to go. They need to jump on board or they're going to be left in the dust. I mean, they, they, he, he's trying to tell them that. So I, I just think, you know, you're looking at Russia's growth next year. They're looking at 13% growth, okay? So that's going to be pushing our agenda. We're probably going to have to, like, wait about 10, 15 years to get any returns on that. People got to understand that. But, you know, I think this guy here, I think he's the man for the job. I mean, I mean, Europe's in trouble. I mean, they need to figure out what they're going to do. They ain't got nowhere to go. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Yeah, one of our texters sent a note last week, but I could read it again. It says, yeah, at, le- at least he's a man of action. <laughs> he's assertive. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. I think I might have cut him off there. Sorry. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Emails and texts. Joe, go, go, go. Right. Uh, Let's see. The thing that is troubling to Democrats like me is that conservatives don't really seem concerned with what the evidence against Trump suggests or where it might lead. There's a definite conservative concern with any loophole that can be used to acquit Trump, though. Why are you guys unconcerned with the implications of these charges? Shouldn't witnesses be allowed to testify? Shouldn't documents be released? Even if you like Trump, shouldn't the serious nature of these allegations supersede that? Adam Schiff's opening testimony laid it all out in no uncertain terms, yet conservatives are ignoring that. Where's the patriotism? Well, E.B., and that's signed by E.B. Start at the top with with question marks. Shouldn't witnesses be allowed to testify? Yes, they should, and they should have testified in the House where the impeachment proceedings started. Instead of declining to appear, you mean? Well, they should have subpoenaed them, and uh, the deputy to Bolton was subpoenaed. He went to a judge, went to court, and said, Your Honor, am I to testify here? You know, what's the situation I'm in? And the deputy... Democrats, without even waiting for the judge to hear what he had to say, or what the judge had to say, withdrew the subpoena. 
you know. So well, it would expose the scam, for the sham for what it was. Well, I mean, if they, they if they had taken it all, let the court play it out, then I agree they should be allowed to testify. Let's answer our questions in order. Okay. Why are you guys unconcerned with the implications of these charges? I'm unconcerned because it's strictly political. This there is a circumstantial case, and there was a quid pro quo. I'm certainly convinced of that. I've never been convinced that it's impeachable. So therefore, the impeachment hearing in the House, and then, of course, the sham trial in the Senate, uh, I'm not concerned. I think it's a massive waste of time. Joe, same question to you. They're charges. They haven't been proven. If the Democrats could actually prove that the president did something impeachable and criminal. But there is no criminal obstruction of Congress. There is no criminal abuse of power. Define abuse of power. Where is abuse of power written as a crime? It doesn't have to be criminal to be impeached. I As believe you know. I I honestly believe it does have to be oh, criminal because they statute. specified high crimes and misdemeanors. So to say, when the only two criteria are high crimes and misdemeanors, to say that it doesn't have to be criminal is absurd to me. It absolutely has to be criminal. Shouldn't witnesses be allowed to testify? You said yes. I say certainly they should be allowed to but testify. But in the House before but, uh, and as part and of the, in the record, it should all be open. But if if you want to use the record of the House, I don't have any problem with that. We have to expedite this because it is humor. Uh, shouldn't documents be released? These must be ones that were subpoenaed and not turned over by the president. Um, Again, fight it out in court. Fight it I out guess. in court, okay. and then even if you like Trump, shouldn't the serious nature of these allegations supersede that? I guess so. All right. If, I don't if, think if the these, president's not taking the office seriously. Maybe we're not taking the impeachment seriously. I don't think the these charges are that serious. As the Republican attorney yesterday said, we're here over a phone call. Well, I think the charges are serious, if true, because the fact is, let's suppose that there was a quid pro quo, just for the sake of discussion here, you know, and that he was specifically withholding the military aid in exchange for an investigation of uh, the Bidens. Uh, Well, that's tampering with the election in in a not even a de facto way, in an actual way. But we're a long way from proving that actually occurred. I understand there's evidence that indicates that it occurred, and I know that there's testimony that said that it people said that it occurred. If he had run a spot. But just let me finish the sentence. That is not proof. It's just evidence. And we do not have proof that the president had a quid pro quo. Okay. If he had run a spot that said, I believe Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was a paid employee of Burisma earning $50,000 a month, and that's proof positive that Joe Biden's a crook. He could have run that spot. Okay. They wouldn't need to uh, produce an investigation in in the Ukraine. And again, no, but it, it was so help. far so far <laughs> in advance. I don't see any long range benefit from it, unless they had actually followed through with an investigation and found dirt on Biden or his son. There would be no long term benefit or gain from it. Was it stupid thing to do? Sure, it was a stupid thing to do. You know, and and maybe he needs to be smacked in his hand. If they had done a censure in the House instead of impeachment. I'm, you might have been able to convince me that that was the appropriate punishment for what happened, you know, because I don't think he mm-hmm. should have tied anything together. I don't for think an abuse of power. He didn't get anything out of it, so you know, you can't say it was a. He did something for his personal gain. He gained nothing. He gained nothing from it except being impeached. Okay, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Let's take a quickie break. Uh, we got three open lines and one call coming in. A couple of texts uh, pending. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. That's one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We will be right back. 
Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, 1-800-795-9565. Yes, okay, buddy? I'm waiting for you to say what we're going to do next. Cindy, you're on the mark. A gracious good morning to both of you gentlemen. Thank you. And to you. I I was up till nine and then I fell asleep watching <laughs> the hearing. <laughs> oh you trial. missed you missed five hours of it. Oh yeah, that was a damn shame. Then I woke up at two pardon my language. I woke up at two, it was over for the day. That was I was heartbroken of course at that, but All right. it seems to me that the Democrats have done a highly effective job at arguing, hey, it's not their fault when they lose because it's, it's just, it's, what, now I understand they weren't presenting evidence yesterday that, that they newspaper? were bickering about the rules surrounding the hearing itself and that the real trial, maybe that's the word I should be using, the real trial starts today, but good golly, and I'm not alone in falling asleep, you know, I understand some of the senators nodded off, I, I think it's a darn shame they're not telling us who they were, could be. Highly informative. Oh, there is one. Somebody tweeted out a picture. It was an artist depiction. It wasn't a photograph. Uh, it wasn't anybody who's like any kind of a household name. Let me look that up, and I'll have that shortly. Well, and if all, all right. I had, if I had to sit in a room and listen to 15 hours of speeches, and all I could have was water and milk, I'd be Where a raving lunatic. Where did that come from? I wonder <laughs> I that they know. can't, they can't have any stimulants except chocolate. Apparently, no yeah. coffee. No, no, no coffee, just water and milk. It no can do, be chocolate milk. Nothing. No Ooh, soda. What? <laughs> yeah, and I'm wondering where did that rule? Although I highly agree, you know, that's the rule they've set for public school. So I do think that when the government imposes nutrition standards on the citizens, those nutrition standards should be imposed just as energetically on them, which is why I can't understand what that candy desk is doing there. <clears throat> but. Um, yeah, they do. They have a candy desk, and it's one of the senator's responsibilities. It's to our, keep sen- it filled it's with our candy. senator. It's our senator yes. Toomey. <laughs> That's true, Senator Toomey. Oh yeah. Brings good Pennsylvania candy in there. They made quite the to do about that. Okay, hold on so one second. Senator Senators Crapo Crapo C R A P O Crapo Okay. Rich and Blunt were sleepers caught by artist depictions, not by. Oh, isn't that interesting? By photographs. They, I well, I know many of them by name to associate with a face. I don't. I and I recognize Crapo's name only to pronounce it. I can't. Picture those people so. Certainly they're not the ones running for the presidency. I heard that Sanders got up and walked around to stay awake. Well, I bet he got up and walked around. I'm assuming he did that. Well, nobody likes him, so. I wish that they had done a better job of coordinating what they were going to say. Because while they were complaining they weren't going to have enough time, and then they used this time to say this, they basically said the very same thing. It was like over and over again. Each person got up and said the same basic thing, repeated it, despite the fact that it was a whole new person. Now, did the language change a bit? Sure, it did. The order in which they made their argument, yes. But basically, they all said the very same thing, each of them taking like 40 minutes to do it for an hour. I mean, it was just a real snoozer for me. And I expected to hear something I hadn't heard before and heard nothing new. Okay. Yeah, Nothing that right. said to me, wow, now they've got them. <laughs> yeah, they've got them now, but, baby. All right, thank but, you so much. But, Oops, what is me. true is that they've made a compelling case for why they, why it's not their fault that they lose. 
right? <laughs> nobody's being nice to them, and they can't do this, and they can't do that. And so if they lose, it's not their fault. It's not that they trumped up charges that are... Um, are inaccurate or overstated. It's none of the things that, you know, it's not their incompetence. It's because they didn't get to do this their way. But, I mean, and how many decades would they need in order to do this their way, you know? I thought it was really impressive that Senator McConnell gave them another day. You know, it started off with they were yelling and screaming because they only got two days in which to do this and they'd have to stay up for 12 hours in which to make these arguments. And then they got a whole nother day and Schumer dismissed it like it was nothing, right? He, I was so shocked. When If you're looking for compromise and you get some, you shouldn't backhand the person that compromised with you. That's really a poor way to handle a debate, in my opinion. You should acknowledge that and take it for what it's worth. All right, we got to take another call. Thank you so much, Cindy. Really really appreciate the help. Uh, Joe, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Uh, Good morning. Yeah, I think you just read uh, an email from EB about uh, investigation, and uh, it went by a little bit quickly for me, but uh, I thought it was well thought out because even if I would uh, suggest, or would it make help me out if you just switch the subject from Donald Trump to uh, Joe Biden and have the same questions? That investigation into Barisma or Joe Biden's doings over there, which that video I think is like a major mover of you know people's interest in finding out what's behind, you know, that statement about six hours and, you know, having the guy fired. Okay. Okay. So, So, I mean, doesn't it make sense that the Republicans want to see what Joe Biden, his involvement, I mean, I think I missed the hearing where Joe Biden was exonerated because they keep saying there, there was no wrongdoing, but I didn't see him in front of Congress or I didn't you know, read anything that he, you know, where was the investigation that proved that nothing was well, done wrong? I don't think they need an actual investigation, nor does there need to be a crime. They're just, you just have to have permission to say accurately the Ukraine is investigating Joe Biden. And then for the president, for Donald Trump, that that has a thousand household uses because you can throw it in anywhere. You can say, you know, go ahead and elect a president. Remember, he could be arrested in Ukraine because he's still under investigation. Or you could say, okay, well, one of us is being investigated. You know, if, if Joe Biden were to be the nominee, you could say, well, you know, well, one of us here on the stage is in being investigated by the Ukraine and the other one is not. Which one do you want in the White House? So it doesn't really matter whether there's any crime that are committed or whether there's even an actual investigation. He just wanted Zelensky to say that there was an investigation. I understand that, but I mean, uh, not reverting uh, back to the email, but I would still like to know when there was an investigation. They seem to say, or if it's the media without any, you know, accuracy saying that there was no wrongdoing there. Right. They always say they debunked charges, I mean, I, but they I don't, don't show where they were debunked. Every year. They, they say the debunked charges against the Biden, but they right. never say where they were debunked or how they were debunked. Oh, yeah, but there was I, debunkation earlier. Like, no debunkation. There was. Right. So moving uh, a little bit off of that, it did not seem to be any res- resolution. But then how about 
Joe might be able to, just off the top of my head, the Watergate uh, break-in was not associated with Nixon at first. It took a long time. So, I mean, why is uh, Joe Biden insulated from any type of further investigation that may connect him? I mean, nepotism is one thing, right? That's not legal in... Ukraine isn't or that you can hire your Burismo isn't Biden's family. Nepotism is when you hire your family. No, I mean he got his son hired there. Right, but that's not nepotism. That's just family ties. (laughs) Good connections. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and having the senators. uh, Well, yeah. I always hire people for $50,000 a month who don't know anything about the business I'm running. Right. It just makes me feel good. That's why his roof right. is still yeah, has no, holes in it. No uh, political influence there exerted by Joe Biden. Gotcha. Just by having his son's name on the board, I, I realize, I mean, that may, that may be as uh, nebulous as, you know, the, what they're impeaching Trump on. Right. You know, right. is, it a, is it a real crime? I don't know. You know, hiring or getting your son hired, I'm, I'm sure... Hunter Biden is all glad about getting that kind of money for just sitting there and having his last name as anything to do with uh, him earning the money. Gotcha. But Thank probably, you so much. Probably had the, an interpreter the for Watergate him. thing, if I am correct, that wasn't associated with Nixon at first. Not though, at first, no. But apparently someone in his campaign ordered the break-in at the Democratic right. headquarters. And eventually, while he wasn't involved in the initial crime, he was certainly more than involved in the cover-up. All right, right, we that, got you, Joe. And Thank you so much. An investigation, and that straddled his uh, first term and second term. I mean, it was kind of it was obviously done in the first term because he was spying on the Democrats. Right. He wouldn't have no reason to spy on them after his election in the second term. So it straddled his first and second term. Gotcha. Right. Thank yeah. you so much, Joe. Super call. Thank you so much all for right. checking well, in. Someone said about President Nixon that he lied all the time, and he even lied when he didn't have to, just to keep in practice. <laughs> <laughs> on the mark is on that note, <laughs> we want to introduce you to some wonderful people. Jason Benfer, Mickey Anselmo, Jeff Clock, Mike DeFeo, Ernie, whose last name escapes me from the St. Pius Church in Sealands Grove. What's his last name? Ernie? Uh, and Austin Martin over at the Sunbury Motor Company and the Kia dealership and the Lincoln dealership. Uh, super people because they are your neighbors, they're your friends. They are not just a bunch of old used car salespeople who would just uh, love to take advantage of you. Nope, nope, nope. They are your friends who wish to help you. They would never sell you a car that's not ideal for your situation. They would sell you a brand new Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln, or a pre-owned vehicle that's perfect for your situation uh, in your price range, has uh, meets your unmet needs, takes good care of you, and that's what they do. It's personalized service on a first-name basis at the Sunbury Motor Company. That's why Jason, Mickey, Jeff, Mike, Ernie, and Austin gave us their name back in the day, Kai, because they wanted us to make sure that when you went there, you had someone to ask for. So Mickey Anselmo, tell them Mark Lawrence wants you to get F F-150 from her and tell Jeff Clock that you need a new sedan from the Sunbury Motor Company or Mike DeFeo. He's got my Ford Ranger in uh, check. We're just holding on to it. Jason Benfer's over at the Lincoln dealership, and Ernie and Austin are in charge of my Telluride. So I got a lot of cars picked out. They're going to be good to go. And I'll tell you what, I'm falling in love with some of the Hyundais, too. But you, please, meet these folks, get to know them, sunburymotors.com.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, uh, open lines right now, 1-800-795-9565, speedy dialers only, but we got emails hung up and texts, so go ahead, Joe. Right, Doug from Lewistown says, I'll be honest, do I think Trump was holding funds to get some dirt on Biden, who is dirty, and corruption in the Ukraine? Yes, I do. Do I care? No. It's called politics and making deals. Now, I wish one of those who want Trump impeached would be honest as well. Are you really worried about national security from a stinking phone call? You're not. Just be honest and admit you hated him from day one, and you don't care how it's done. You just want him out. And you want him out because you're scared to death that he will be reelected. That is the most cogent email we have received on this topic. We'll read it again tomorrow, then. Oh, I'd read it several times. We ought to close out the program just repeating it. What was that? Oh, that other one we're going to save uh, compliments us. Right. <laughs> but that's one we should certainly save and preserve. Doug, you hit it, the nail right on the head. And then a texter says, Good morning. The impeachment hearing has just begun. None of the witnesses are off the table. It is going to be brought up again after the hearing starts to get more witnesses come to testify. There was one Republican who voted with one of the witness requests will see if we have a constitutional Senate or a lawless one. Thanks, Bob. So in other words, if they decide not to do what the Democrats want, they're lawless. <laughs> if they will do what the Democrats want, oh, they're patriots. Gee, what a surprise. <laughs> Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah. I, I just can't get past the hypocrisy in this, the whole thing. You know, well, it's, it's on both hypocrisy. sides. It's just partisanship. No, it's on both sides. Well, partisan hypocrisy on both sides. Okay. All right, and then uh, Than, who's not content to let his earlier comments stand un, un, uh, expanded upon, says, Ten years of growth in the United States, slightly slowing at this point. Trump has only been in office for three years. But those three years have seen the explosive growth. We were bumping along the bottom where President Obama told us we had to accept lower expectations. Uh, no. Yes, we he not did. We were bumping along the bottom. We were bumping the along the bottom. During the Obama administration. No, we the were, economy's been on a, a straight, angular, upward. We were bumping along the bottom. 2010. All right, Joe. Go ahead and <laughs> facts are facts. Uh, read one more They're email. They're alternate on it. Oh. facts. We don't have another email. Yeah, oh, yes, we do. We do. All right. Uh, our friend EB says, according to a new report, Trump sold nuclear technology to Saudi Arabia two weeks after the brutal murder of jur journalist Jamal Khashoggi. This is not new. And he did this without informing Congress. Please let me know what the official conservative justification is for this. I'm sure there's one coming, as there always is. All hail King Donald Trump. Yeah, this was last year or so. It was right, like, 
mm, months after the Khashoggi death um, that this came out. Well, but it's nuclear power technology that the U.S. government owns. It's not from private individuals. It's not from General Electric or uh, Bechtel. It's uh, the stuff that the U.S. owns, but it's about elect- or, you know, generating electricity. Well, you know, we have complex multinational relationships all the time. One thing doesn't necessarily stop another. I mean, we, we have deals with China, and yet, on the other hand, China does things we don't like, and we we beat them with one hand and pat them with the other. So it's the same thing here. Pennsylvania Farm Bureau came out with an endorsement of the U.S.-China trade. Uh, I guess it's an initial pact. and uh, Phase one? Yeah, they say that it will help Pennsylvania farmers. Well, I think it was a good deal, and it passed with bipartisan support, as it should have. Now, if they just get this thing out of the way and get back to some bipartisan work, maybe the country will succeed. You're thinking of USMCA. The China deal is just a preliminary, uh, I guess, add-on to existing ones that didn't require approval. The president negotiated it, and uh, I believe Congress was in on it. Yes, I think they were. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.